when I saw the pictures of the devastation, my soul wept. People lost their homes. Over 400 homes got lost. My father lost his home. All of my friends that lived across the street from me, all of their houses were gone. I didn't really know what they were doing. I didn't really understand it all. They had a scare tactic with a crane over one of the neighbor's homes. The, the ball would come in, smash the house. My parents were in the kitchen crying, and they told us that we had to move. There were other routes. They could have chose a better route. There was a, a cohesiveness with the community prior to I-94. There were businesses, families looked out for one another. We had a lot of kids and family, you know, families that were tight-knit and they all watched each other. That was the strength of the community. If we know who we are and who we came from, it helps us to go forward in our lives. If we know nothing about our history, then how are we to know about our future? Shout out to all of y'all from St. Paul, Minnesota. This is Rondo, Beyond the Pavement, the podcast. I'm Jazz. The stories you'll hear on this podcast are from the people who lived or live in the Rondo neighborhood in St. Paul, Minnesota. In the 1920s, Rondo, St. Paul's largest African-American neighborhood, was flourishing with music, theater, African-American newspapers, and businesses that were booming. The community was thriving. Until September of 1956, when construction of Interstate 94 tore through the Rondo community. Rondo homeowners resisted the construction and protests began. Residents were forcefully removed from their homes. Thousands of Rondo residents were displaced. Homes and successful businesses were demolished and the community was torn apart. The construction of 94 shattered the fabric of the Rondo community. It did not shatter Rondo's spirit. To me, the spirit of Rondo lives on through the youth. To me, Rondo is still thriving because you can't kill souls. These are the stories of Rondo, Beyond the Pavement. My name is Donna M. Evans. I was originally born in Boston, Massachusetts, and we moved to Minnesota in 1970. When I came to Minnesota and moved into the Rondo neighborhood, it was beautifully lined with trees, and um, uh, there, it was like a divider in the street. And I mean, it was vibrant. It was full of life and. Um, but you could still feel a spiritual uneasiness in the community, and I didn't know what it was. Um, and one day I came home from school, and I, was, I had just turned 16, 
and my parents were in the kitchen crying. And I knew that it was something serious because my parents had only cried four times. And that was when Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Robert and uh, his brother were murdered, assassinated in the country. And so I asked my parents what was happening and they told us that we had to move because they were gonna tear our house down. That was the second wave of houses being taken from families. And so we were frightened. And that, that let me know that it wasn't safe, that there was something that was going on that I didn't quite yet understand that had happened and was still happening. And it was in, in, impacting the families in the community. As a researcher and historian, I learned a lot about the community um, as I grew older and uh, some of the work that I did in the community. And so what I found out was is that there was a, a cohesiveness with the community prior to I-94 being decided to come through that neighborhood, which had been deemed uh, undesirable because it was the Negro and Jew and his, you know, Hispanic community. So. What I found was is that there were businesses, um, people knew each other on the streets, uh, families looked out for one another, um, people you know shopped, went to school, helped each other, all of those types of things. And after I-94, what I found was that it divided that community. It wiped out a whole stretch of the community and then it separated the community that was left. People were forced out because they could no longer afford to live there. Um, people left the state because of the devastation. And there's a, a, a trauma that occurred that we're still healing from today. And so I, I saw the contrast between both. Even though I may not have experienced it firsthand, I was able to, um, to spiritually pick it up. When I saw the pictures of the devastation that was predicated upon the community, my soul wept. Because that historically has been the way that we as a community of people have been treated across this nation. Subsequent to that, I found out that I am a descendant of an ancestor who originally owned that land, and his name was Joseph Rondeau. R-O-N-D-E-A-U. Came here in the 1800s from Canada and purchased that land. And um, the soldiers that were stationed at Fort Snelling pushed them out but he was a uh, French-Canadian. I've always felt spiritually connected to the land. I've walked every street in Rondo, door knocking, talking to people, getting them involved and letting them know what's going on in the community. So it was really a shock to find out that there is a, a actual ancestral connection. And up until about three months ago, I didn't know that. 
So it's been a continuation for centuries that our people have been pushed off of the land and it's been taken away from them to build what others want to see there for their benefit and our disadvantage. I miss most the community smells, the community sounds, the safety that I felt in the community, um, the houses, the businesses, people knowing who you were as you walked up or down the street, those types of things. I would come out, I couldn't go off my block, but I could sit on the cinder block that surrounded our house and I forget the name of it because it's been so long, but there was like a, uh, similar to an Elks Center. Uh, it was down the street from me on Kent and Carroll. And the drummers and the dancers used to come out and they'd be playing them drums and playing them drums and you'd be sitting there and that, that rhythm and that beat and the movement would just move you. And you'd be sitting on them cinder blocks and oh, I wanted to join so bad. And I asked my dad, and he said, nope. But I would sit out there, because I knew every weekend they was going to be coming out that door, and they'd start at that door, and they'd get to playing, and you knew when it, they was coming, because they'd do this And you'd just sit there and wait for them to come down. And so even today, when I see drummers in the community, I run to a window or a door just so I can hear them. So that was one of the, the most pleasant things that I remember in my childhood. I will say this, no matter where I go, I always speak about our ancestral knowledge because if we know who we are and who we came from, it helps us to go forward in our lives. If we know nothing about our history, then how are we to know about our future? And so much of our history has been hidden, wiped away, and destroyed by, you know, uh, construction of, you know, cities and whatnot. So we need to know who we are because we are a people who were removed from a land and brought to another land. And our ancestors built this country. And so we need to always remember that it's on their shoulders that we stand and they paid a heavy price for us. And we need to honor them by doing well and going forward. I believe the impact of the land bridge would be an opportunity to correct some of the damage that was done to the community. It would allow for an avenue of healing to begin. It will not repair all of the damage that was caused by I-94, but it'll open those doors so that we can begin that healing process, that we can involve our elders and our youth to come together to share ideas on how we would like to see that land bridge. Um, become a uh, community-owned, operated, and managed 
uh, piece of land that is protected by public policy to uh, add um, important elements that would preserve our history of Rondo, as well as open up entrepreneurial uh, avenues for our young people going forward and would celebrate the beautiful history that Rondo has always had and that we've always kept alive in the spirit of Rondo. Beyond the Pavement is brought to you in partnership with St. Paul Almanac through their Project Storymobile, St. Paul Neighborhood Network, and High School for Recording Arts, funded by the City of St. Paul Cultural Star Program, and by the voters of Minnesota through a Minnesota State Arts Board Operating Support Grant. Thanks to a legislative appropriation from the Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Music from this episode is performed by the Homeboys with their song Rondo Avenue. Listen to more stories from Rondo and watch the film at rondobeyondthepavement.org.